0: only mode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to vbrownbag.com. Sorry, we uh, were a little late this evening, experienced some technical difficulties, but tonight we are talking about writing a good README.md for our hashtag commitments episode with Mike. I'm sorry, Mike, I should have checked with you. Is it Marseglia? Yeah,
1: Marseglia, you
0: got it. I got it. All right. So, a uh, a few uh, quick notes, get in on the conversation at vBrownBag, at vBrownBagLATAM and at vBrownBagMEA. Twitter hashtag is hashtag vBrownBag. Feel free to ask us questions either via Twitter or uh, via the GoToMeeting meeting software. Of course, we have different vBrownBag episodes every week, every other week coming at you. APAC every other Thursday, 10 NZT. EMEA Tuesdays, 7 p.m. BST, LATAM Thursdays, 7 p.m. PDT, and of course, the U.S. Wednesdays, 7.30 p.m. Central. And like I said, our guest tonight is Mike Marseglia. I'm your host, Lauren Malhoyt. Chris Malhoyt may or may not be joining us as a host soon. We'll see. There are a lot of prizes you guys can win, uh, so check it out. Keep watching the commitments episodes. And uh, with that, check out how to clone and star our repos on GitHub. And then I am going to pass this over to Mike. Hey, thank you. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for sticking with us.
1: (laughs) Hey, that's cool. All right. Thanks, everyone, uh, for joining tonight. Uh, my name is Mike Morseglia, and uh, I'm doing a quick presentation on what goes into a good README. So uh, hopefully you all can see my screen there. Take as a yes. All right. So uh, basically, uh, I mean, we would talk about README. I mean, what what actually is it? What goes into it? it have been around for a while. Uh, textbook definition from Wikipedia. Your know, README. It's basically info about the software that you're writing. Uh, you know they've come in different formats: docs, RTFs, etc. Uh, one thing about the README file itself is that it's usually written in all uppercase, so that when you're doing a directory listing, uh, especially on a Linux system, that the name of this file is going to bubble up to the top of the directory listing. So you want it to be first and foremost what people see when they're checking out your repo because it's going to have all the pertinent information in it. So the two takeaways so far is that one you want to make sure that you capitalize the name and two, add a file extension to the end to denote the file's format. could be markdown for MD, talk, text doc, etc. Second thing about Readme's is use Markdown. Uh, If you haven't heard of Markdown before, uh, it's a markup language that's really easy to read uh, and write, and it was meant to be converted uh, right to HTML. So uh, I've got the URL for the Markdown project up, but you can go ahead and and Google it. Uh, I know Aaron Schwartz was one of the folks who was working on that uh, at the time. And it's, it's a really nice markup language because of how you can create headings, table of contents, etc., but without having to do all of those funky HTML angle brackets that can make it uh, less than desirable to read. Markdown is easy to read in both plain text and its interpreted form. Well, Markdown is a bit fragmented. Um, So when you're writing your readme, and uh, if you're going to write it in Markdown, which I highly recommend, uh, you're going to have to target your Markdown if you want to make use of some of the special extensions for the platform that you're writing to. For instance, there's a GitHub-flavored Markdown, which you can find on the GitHub Help they have all sorts of different extensions for at mentions relating to issues and I think there's a few other special things that they probably throw in there. Uh, There's a GitLab flavored markdown so if you're a user of GitLab uh, you'll want to look at those special extensions as well and then there's a couple others. Uh, The list goes on quite a bit. There was an attempt to kind of standardize markdown and Some of the core features, at least, are pretty consistent. Uh, Headings, lists, ordered lists, numbered lists, hyperlinks, the basics. But uh, when you're ready to actually go ahead and write your readme, uh, make sure that you know who your audience is and then target those special extensions for that that platform. In in most cases, it's uh, it's going to be GitHub, I think, for the majority of people and they have a link where you can get more information on, on what you need to do there. So be aware of your target platform and any idiosyncrasies that there might be when writing your your README markdown file. What goes actually into a, a README file, well, uh, it's it depends. <laughs> uh, 18F, uh, they have an open source style guide and they suggest that you should have a description, uh, basically a what and a why for the project, how to develop, use, and test the project, how to contribute, any licensing information that is permanent for the project, and any contact information. how, uh, How do they get in touch with you? Who's in charge? Who maintains it? Uh, who should be I mean, I have uh, bugs directed I to? Mean, I was
2: to, go to but anyway, I know.
1: But I what well, anyway, doesn't go I in a well, readme so file? The readme file know. is not a change log, but that's what change logs are for. It is also not a to-do list. You can have a separate file just called to-do with your repo, if you would like to kind of keep track of things. Gotcha. It is not uh-huh. for detailed documentation. Leave that for a You're wiki. It, right? And that Should is I a fine that? line. That's a gray area. It's not easy to say well what's detailed documentation and what do people actually need to get up and use this. It's not for tracking bugs. Go find an issue tracker for that. If there's right. something right. really important that you think that the user might need to know, uh, especially if you perhaps especially just just bumped up a, a point release, then you might want to include that in your README because it's going to be important for the user to know that when they run it. Obviously, don't put any sensitive information in your README and try to cut out the opinions and the editorials. You know, if, uh, if I was looking at, say, a README for the Vim project, I would not expect to see a diatribe on why Vim is better than Emacs. That just doesn't belong in a, in a README. I'm more concerned about how to use the software, how to compile the project, so if you have very strong opinions or an editorial, uh, maybe that should go in a blog post and not the README file. The point here is to give the user enough information as necessary to quickly get up to speed on your project, I know what it's about why they would want to use it, how it accomplished that, and any requirements or anything else that they're going to need to get using it. So fourth point is stick to the basics. Your Readme should answer the questions what, why, how, and who. If it doesn't sufficiently address those then you should probably put in a little bit more detail. Next part about readmes is that you might have uh, some project specific readmes or some corporate standards or even project standards if you're a part of a larger project. Um, I'm a big puppet guy myself, so I make use of the puppet module skeleton. And the puppet module skeleton is a template file. Uh, it's a bunch of templates and it has a template readme uh, in the skeleton and if you go on to GitHub and you start doing some searching, I found some Ruby skeleton readmes and I'm sure there's a few others. Some of the languages just have a few idiosyncrasies where they need some extra information, very specific information in the readme file. The puppet module skeleton really isn't too different than what you'd expect to see in any readme the module skeletons readme uh, does have an overview, a module description, setup, usage, reference, any limitations, and then develop say about six different sections. And in the skeleton for the readme, because it's the template, everything uh, as you you run the skeleton and execute the, the puppet skeleton, it actually fills in some of these because it's a template. It can fill in some of the blanks uh, for you and kind of flesh out the README a little bit more. So you could check with your project or if you're working in a large corp, they might have a template already README that you can use and uh, and go from there. And you can see that from these six points, it's not too different from what 18F had, had asked for as well. I mean, they're all pretty basic headings. I think the one thing that's um, probably missing here is a licensing heading. Uh, We don't see that in the puppet module skeleton. So the fifth point is look for any corporate or project standards that you might have. You might be able to find something, uh, a good template, there's lots of gists out there, and be able to make sure that you hit all the bullet points. It's really not the markdown that's particularly difficult in writing or Readme. It's more along the lines of what goes into it, what should I leave out of it, what belongs in it and making sure that all the information is there. So I did have a video. I went to Lisa Boston, uh, Lisa the 16, and I interviewed a couple of people, but I can't get the audio to play through GoToMeeting. So uh, I'm going to share this link out if I can here. Oh, there we go. And I'm just going to tweak this link out. So if you'd like to view it, can and I, I talked to two different systems administrators, and they they talked about what they like to see uh, in, a, in a readme file as well um, and they talked about the same kind of principles that Sean Johnson the first engineer I, I interviewed uh, his main concern was really having enough information to uh, to to be able to get started with the project really quickly. His, his big thing was um, he didn't want to have to wade through a lot of documentation in the beginning and he wanted to uh, he wanted to just kind of get to the point and uh, and, and kind of understand how to get started with that project as as soon as possible. Uh, the second systems administrator I interviewed, his name was Sean. Um, his main concern with uh, with readme files, and what he really liked, especially using Markdown, is that the the barrier to entry to using Markdown is is very very low. That uh, it's very easy for someone to kind of pick it up and they, they like to use it for for sharing information uh, and, and being able to mark it up that way. So they found that, that very, very easy to use. Now I'd like to head on over to GitHub and I'd like to show you a couple examples. So the first example is going to be the, the Puppet Module Skeleton from Gareth. So you can see that and see what I meant by a template. So this is Gareth Rushgrove. It works for Puppet and he created this puppet module skeleton so if you like puppet development and if, uh, if you're not using this you definitely should be. Uh, it's very very easy to use and inside the skeleton we have a, a readme uh, in markdown that is also a template so we can see here from this readme we've got some, uh, we've got our table of contents we start with a series of hash symbols, which uh, indicate a heading. And then we have an ordered list here. We have a bulleted list, some more headers. And in here, we can see some things that are not marked down. So, for example, this metadata name here. This is part of the template. So, Puppet Module Skeleton takes this template uh, and it will start filling in this data. When you when you tell it what your module name is, and uh, so it kind of makes it really quickly to, to just bootstrap. But you can Mike, see with the, yes. Excuse me, uh, yeah. I'm not seeing the image. Uh, you're not seeing it, huh? Oh, that's too bad. Uh, let's see.
2: I've got the uh, V Brown bag screen up, but I don't see the image that you're displaying. Oh, all right.
1: Mm. Let's see. How about, how about here? Do you see this one?
2: No, I don't see it. No.
1: We'll close that. It
2: may be because I'm a panelist, though, and oh. uh, maybe, maybe we need Lauren to verify. I just didn't want you to continue. Oh, it sure. Was. Can everybody see uh, I can everyone
1: I the... Um, can everyone, Al? Oh, we got five attendees on. Let's see. Can folks see the... the um, I think we have a chat here, so can folks see the puppet module skeleton readme file?
2: I'm going to... Uh, while we're waiting for somebody to respond, I'm gonna text Lauren and ask her if she can see the image. Sure. I was having difficulty myself. I'm sorry we started late. That was my fault.
1: No, no. No worries.
2: But I just uh, she's trying to do uh, three things at once. But I just shot her a text to see if she could just take a peek at her screen. Uh, Okay. There. Now it's up. Okay. I I don't know what happened but
1: now I see what you're talking about. I paused it. I paused the screen-sharing, then I restarted it. So maybe that oh, perfect. Off. Perfect. Okay. I hope my it whole presentation session. wasn't like that.
2: Was no, 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 It just, oh, okay. just for the last <laughs> just couple of minutes.
1: Oh, okay, good. Uh, so here's the, the Puppet module skeleton. I was talking about this is from say, uh, Gareth Rushgrove and there's a number of contributors as well uh, from Puppet and here interspersed with the markdown we have some templating language so this is not down. this is part of the template, but having this, this is an example of a of a, of a readme file that is very project specific, uh, specific to puppet module development and when you use this skeleton to create a puppet module, to bootstrap a puppet module that you may be writing or working on, uh, they, they give you this template that you can draw on uh, that is, becomes part of your module and it fills in all of these variables with the name of your module. You can see here the ordered list, the, the bulleted list. You can see that we have a heading up at the top in row, uh, in row one. Uh, and it's very marked on very, very easy to read. I can read this and I can understand that uh, the table of contents is you know, the first item in the list is overview and it looks to the overview section and I can find the overview section here. and you know, if I really want. And these are all uh, hyperlinks as well. Now if I was just reading this as plain text, I don't need to understand that. But uh, as plain text it makes it much easier to read than say a uh, an HTML file would normally would. So here's here's the Puppet Module Skeleton and it's how they how they use it. Well, we can see a a uh, see a, a README that is actually uh, interplay when we look at a README. So here's a a README in markdown format and GitHub will take any README. Uh, It doesn't have to be called README.md, it doesn't have to be README all uppercase, any file named README, any combination upper lowercase with an extension without an extension uh, will be read by GitHub and it will automatically be displayed as the the documentation in your repository. So after all of the files are listed in your repo here, it will display the the readme file. And when we can look at this file uh, in raw format, so if we just go ahead and click on the file and take a look at it raw. see here the the markdown language as it looks kind of under the hood. And so again we can see it's very very easy to read. Uh, I don't It helps to have a special interpreter, but uh, we don't have to have a special interpreter. I can read this and, and edit this in vim and and that would be be just fine. Uh, and this is this is a very lengthy uh, readme the 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 puppet Labs Apache module has a lot of documentation. you can just see by the scroll bar. So if you're thinking about, oh my god, I can't put all this information in my README, well, it depends. If your if your project is very complicated and it requires it, then yes, um, absolutely, put the documentation in. And you can see I'm not even halfway down in this and they're talking about all the different examples just for this one puppet module, this one piece of software. And again we have special characters in the markdown format. I think this is one of the the GitHub uh, special extensions and there might be other programs that have implemented this here when we talked about special extensions this signifies the, the three ticks and then the name of the language will tell GitHub that this is puppet code and so it it should be formatted and highlighted in, in, in a certain way and I think that's one of the, the other GitHub specific things that's not part of the, the native markdown format. Now you can write markdown with uh, just a notepad or uh, Vim or or anything you like. There are special editors that you can get. Uh, My favorite one for uh, Mac was actually uh, one called Moo which is a, a markdown editor this is actually a really beautiful markdown editor. That's all it does is, is markdown. And, uh, and I, really, I really liked it. Uh, it's easy to use. It's simple. Uh, it's, it's just nothing else. It just does one thing and, and does it really well. You can also look to your IDE. So I use IntelliJ. And yeah, if, if we bring up IntelliJ. IntelliJ IDEA, this also has a, let me cancel that.
2: Mike, what see. image should I be seeing right now?
1: Um, do you see my IDE stood up?
2: No, I'm still seeing the uh, the uh, screen that the heading was Alexander Panic. use proper markdown. Hmm. I, might be two, I might be two slides back. Okay, now I see Moo. Okay, got it. Okay,
1: all right, so there's Moo.
2: I don't know why we're having these technical problems.
1: No, nope. it's because I'm on a Mac, that's why. <laughs> 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 uh, so here's Moo. If you didn't see Moo before, here's the Moo editor. Uh, this is a really beautiful Markdown editor that, uh, that I really like, uh, the one that's very simple and clean, easy to use and then there was the one an example of an IDE so there's um, it's an IDE and I can uh, start a new start a new project So I can start a new project and new file. So you, you see the IDE, right?
2: Uh, I don't see that. <laughs> I, I still have the... I've
1: got a
2: blank screen, but I've got readme.md okay. I yep. that you're launching with the editor.
1: That's right. So here with this IDE IntelliJ IDEA, uh, this is an, an example of an IDE that has integrated uh, the uh, a plugin, and there's other ones. If you get, uh, I think, like Sublime or uh, what's the uh, there's another one. I can't name it. Excuse me. But uh, Sublime's another IDE. These IDEs, uh, being very powerful, have uh, added plugins for for Markdown, so that you can you can have uh, say an ordered list and you notice part of markdown is that any number will automatically start to get ordered so even though I've typed in two ones uh, when it's interpreted in markdown it sees it as an ordered list and it will list them as one and then two and I can continue on again and here's a third element in the list and again it says one but when interpreted as markdown it lists it as three and then we can also have a bulleted list and and so forth
2: I uh, still only have the uh, blank screen though Mike can you kick it oh there we go got it
1: <laughs> I'm just gonna keep hitting this pause and, and restart thanks I, I'm on.
2: sorry about that but
1: nope it's all right I, hate I think guess what
2: you're talking about.
1: Alright, All right. I think it's there now. Okay. Maybe yeah, it's me. I see it now. Okay. Alright. So we have these uh, these lists here. Uh, so here's an example of an IDE where where you can actually see the markdown and write it and as you're writing it you'll actually see it interpreted. So there's Sublime and other uh, IDEs do have uh, plugins for that, that type of behavior.
2: But this is Move, right?
1: This one is IntelliJ. Oh, I see I yep. Yep. this one is IntelliJ and then um, and then we have uh, this is this is an example of the Moo interface. I don't actually think I have Moo installed right now. I had to redo my Mac or I updated it or something and I, I lost it. Um, and then since then I've gotten IntelliJ uh, idea, and now I use the markdown editor that's embedded into the IDE. So, uh, depending on your workflow, you, know, you may use a combination of, uh, of tools. Uh, so that's all I've got for today's presentation. Uh, we've talked about what goes into a README, uh, answering the questions who, what, where, why, making sure that the README isn't too verbose but definitely contains enough information for folks to uh, you'll get a sense of your project, what don't put in there, don't make your README a changelog, don't make it a to-do list. Keep it pertinent to developing the project and what people should expect to do with it and how to contribute And any licensing and information. Uh, look for your the project that you're working on if you're part of a larger group or working in big corp then you might want to look for some sort of README standards. Uh, Puppet Module Skeletons, just an example of one, but again if you go to Google through GitLab, I'm sure you'll find some um, some other project, uh, whether it's Ruby or, or whatnot that have some uh, pretty standardized README files that you could also use from there. Mike, could, could you put up
2: your link for the video I think? I might have. Uh... Oh yeah, yeah and, sure. Uh, yeah. If you do you have a slide for uh, the uh, the puppet, uh, it was right about the middle of the presentation, and I didn't see that one.
1: Yeah, so Gareth Rushgrove's puppet module skeleton uh, can be found on GitHub. And, I'm sorry, what was the other thing you were looking for? Uh,
2: uh, your, your link to the video.
1: Oh, uh, the video. Yes. Uh, let's see. Actually, I think I, did I tweak that out?
2: Oh, uh, you may have, and I didn't catch that. But if, if you yep. can display it on the screen, then at least people will have it when they see the recording. Looks like it's working. But no audio.
1: Yep. Here's the video. It's too bad the uh it's too bad the audio doesn't come through. But uh, yeah, I did, uh, I tweeted this out with the, the hashtag Commitmas, so you can, uh, you can find me on Twitter, um, Mike Marceglia, and uh, you can go listen to uh, Sean and uh, him talk about what he found interesting in, in README. read That was taken from Lisa16, which was just in Boston just a few weeks ago.
2: Oh, sure. Mike, thanks. Your presentation was great. I'm sorry for all the uh, complications, but I think we've gotten uh, the slides that I missed. So I think the uh, presentation is complete. Uh, I just uh, texted Lauren too. She'll have to come on board and uh, close the session. But uh, I'm going to just make sure we don't have any questions. I think we're good, Mike. Thanks very much. Great presentation.
1: Oh, great. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks
2: thanks for the recommendations, too, for the uh, Markdown editors.
1: Yeah, yeah, like I said, uh, check with your favorite IDE. They probably have a plugin. And if you, uh, if you can't find it there, I definitely, I suggest Moo. I, I, uh, I, I like that one. I thought that was nice. But, uh, but but really, this you you could go on Google and you'll find no lack of options when it comes to markdown editors. It's, they're they're quite literally all over the place. But again, when you do that, just word of caution because when you um, when you do start writing your readme, uh, then depending on the editor you use, uh, you may not see all the functionality if you're targeting a specific platform like a, a GitHub or a GitLab or something like that so just bear that in mind and when when you do eventually get your markdown on GitHub make sure that those things are are working as you expected if you're referencing certain issues or, or things like that.
2: Thanks. Thanks for the advice. Uh, I think uh, that's going to do it for this uh, commitment. Great. presentation. Thanks to okay. uh, Mike Marceglia. Uh great presentation on the uh, README recommendations.
1: Thanks. Is anyone around? We, well, um, we still have uh, the mic control. If anyone's there, we can chat. I'm, I'm not going anywhere. Uh, let's see. I don't have any
2: hands raised.
1: No? Okay.
2: I think uh, I think you covered it. Uh, okay. I'm glad we got the other slides up, though. Good. Thanks, Mike.
1: All right. Great. Thanks, guys. Have a great night.